a Pulp MX Network production. With your support of our sponsors, we have reached over 800 podcasts and counting. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, support your moto addiction by buying from our sponsors. It's the Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. Presented by Fox Racing. The original moto podcast. Featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Motorcycle Superstore RacerX Online Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mathis. Special edition podcast today. Um, the stories are out there, whether it's uh, Wygant, Filthy Phil Nicoletti. They've all, everyone's got stories of these guys trying to save money, trying to get ahead in life. And uh, some of the stuff you've heard, we've seen, is unbelievable. Um, they're both very, very proud of their frugalness and the things they have done to save money. And I thought it was just some of these stories. As a guy that has a, a lawn service come to his house, has somebody pick up poo at his house, dog poo, not human poo, dog poo. And as somebody that figures out in my life that if I spend a little bit of money, it gives me some time to go ahead and make more money um, doing podcasts or writing articles or whatever. And so saving money, to me, spending money to make money is sort of my life's uh, philosophy on many levels. But these two, Filthy Phil Nicoletti and uh, Jason Wygant, that, that is not true. The money they save, uh, I think they imagine it goes into some imaginary bank account. And uh, at the end of the deal, they're, they're, they're ahead of the game. But um, two great guys, two of my buddies, two of my best buddies at the races, for sure. And I wanted to see who was cheaper, see how low they would go. And as you'll see, there's almost no levels to how far they'll go to save money. I felt like I could have drawn this on longer, but at some point, I don't know how bad it would have gotten or perhaps illegal with these two guys trying to talk about how they're, they're out to save money. Um, Kyle Chisholm uh, hit me up. He wants in on this too, so maybe we'll take the winner of this and um, we will uh, put Chisholm in it. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's something else, these two. So I didn't want to do it at the same time because I didn't want one guy to one-up the other one. I didn't want any of that. So we called Phil. Did the same, asked some questions, then called Wygant, asked them the exact same questions, and then I edited it all to put it together. So Phil goes first, and Wygant goes second, and there's a little pause in between uh, the questions, and you'll, you'll see. Um, might make for a little bit difficult listening, because the questions are asked twice, but I felt like it was the best way to do it, and it was a lot of work anyway. So, um, All right, MotorcycleSuperstore.com, uh, they're a passionate team who speak motive from talking about going riding, bench racing from the latest company ride to the latest parts and gear. These guys got it. PB-Pulp16 is the code. Motorcycle Superstore Suzuki team with uh, Albertson, Cunningham, Osby. Remember that? Uh, those guys are killing it on the on the each and every weekend. So we thank the Motorcycle Superstore guys for coming on board with this. And Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. If your dealer doesn't have Fox, go to another dealer, bro. They need to have Fox. Uh, Foxhead.com. Kenny Rocks and Ryan Dungey. Jesse Wentland. Some of the guys that wear Fox. And we thank those guys for... Um, presenting this pod to you and we thank motorcycle superstore and we thank racer x online for running it and as as usual get on itunes on stitcher on the pulp mix app all that kind of stuff so besides using the code to save yourself big money at motorcycle superstore.com 
The Fox gear that Kenny Roxon and the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Riders debuted at Washougal will be available August 1st at MotorcycleSuperstore.com. So make sure you go and get all the latest and greatest Fox Racing stuff. And of course, as I said, this podcast is presented by Fox Racing, so that's a nice tie-in. All right, without further ado, here is the Filthy Phil Nicoletti and Jason Wygant cheap-off contest. Please enjoy. First up with me is uh, is Filthy Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Phil? What's going on? So, Can't wait to see the results from this. Yeah, like you think Weege is cheaper, right? I mean, I would have to say so, you know, but I am pretty frugal myself. But at the same time, I do like to spend money on certain things, but mm-hmm. I think he does too. It just all depends on how the – you know, perception is right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I some some of the things that your 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 chick tells me, uh, I'm shocked, Phil. And, oh, and Brayton Brayton has uh, told me some stories. Uh, you know, he, now his stories. <laughs> I got to say, the things I've heard about him are probably worse. But we'll see. All right, everybody. It's the uh, Racer X Online Podcast Cheap Off between Filthy Phil Nicoletti and Jason Wygant. Two of, yeah. the human, two of the human beings that uh, everyone knows. Just real frugal. Frugal is a nice way of saying it, huh, Weege? Uh, no, not really. I, I, uh, I prefer things like efficient, kind of like a game. Uh, it's a, a challenge. Um, I think there's a lot more even noble causes. Frugal is just being neutral. Mm-hmm. I prefer this to be a positive thing. Yeah, you, you're trying to do it, right? Um, yeah, I mean, okay, cheap would be mean, frugal would be like the kind way of saying it so you don't offend anybody, but this is a great thing, this is a positive thing, this is a redeeming quality, this is something everyone should aspire to. In fact, I feel like I should be teaching lessons, so maybe we can do that now, right now. the ironic thing is, a few days ago, you bought Phil some drinks or something, you actually paid for something for Phil, so maybe he's the cheapest. I'm not really sure what uh, I paid for, but I can say that um, when I was done paying, there were a lot of checks left at the bar unpaid for. So, <laughs> okay. so even that was strategic. You know, you prove you don't have alligator arms one time, and then the next three times I'm going to be walking out the door and no one's looking. We got questions from uh, Moser and JT, Pookie, myself, uh, a nice listener okay. named uh, Che Lee. She's, uh, she volunteered <laughs> to, to change, send some questions in so we like took the best yeah. ones and like i said they're just we're just going to do a little story here and find out who's cheaper you know so i'm uh, interested I really yeah. Am. yeah okay all right are you ready yeah 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 have you ever taken race food for, or extra food from the races and taken it home absolutely can you give yeah. us some example? I'll t- I mean, I'll, I'll take snacks and stuff, like, from the semi, um, just so I can eat them Sunday on the way home from the flight, you know, on the flights and stuff, just because <laughs> air- airport food is, is stupid expensive. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as far as actually, you know, I will make a sandwich and stuff to leave the semi after the races and okay. stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's just, yeah, I guess you can say saving. But everyone will agree that airport food's ridiculous. Like, if you go buy a, a protein bar or something at the airport, it costs you six bucks. I can get it at the rig for free, so I might as well. Okay. All right. You know? 
Oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's great. Have you ever taken extra food from the races to take home? Yes, and drinks. Okay. So, like any team, whatever, you just put them in your backpack and just, just have it for later? Yeah, Phil's team. Phil's team, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm, I'm in there. Um, they think I'm in there hunting for scoops. I'm actually hunting, um, hunting for scoops of Chips Ahoy and Doritos that I can stuff from my backpack. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. So on that same vein, on that same vein, privateer days, or maybe now, have you ever smuggled food out of a all-you-can-eat buffet place? Uh, <laughs> actually, I have, um, <laughs> but it was actually at an all-you-can-eat sushi joint. No, it still counts. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was uh, Chris Gosler and myself. Um, we're actually going. This is. I mean, it's only really one time. Well, it, it all um, counts. You've got to be honest. You've got to yeah, be honest. Yeah, so so we brought Ziploc bags to the all-you-can-eat sushi place, and we're acting like we're eating them, but we had winter coats because we actually had a Supercross, and, uh, yeah, we were shoving the sushi rolls into the Ziploc bags um, and hiding them in our winter coats uh, <laughs> the night before. I want to say we were in San Fran. Or, we were somewhere we were doing that. But, yes, yeah, so I can eat it the next day. Yeah, actually, it was, yeah, when I was with a – with Barn Dog, I actually we were in San Francisco, so yeah, okay. we have I have done that before. So. Nothing like a day old sushi either. That that stuff keeps yeah, fresh, real right. good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's in a Ziploc bag. I mean, people eat day old sushi all the time at um, stores and stuff. Okay. Yeah, pretty funny. Have you ever brought food containers to a buffet restaurant and smuggled food back out? Or Ziplocs or anything. Have you ever done that in your in your life? Uh, does it have to be an actual container? Uh, no, no, no. No, I mean, if you could just go with, I mean, the problem is a guy, you're not generally carrying a purse or anything like that. But if it's able to fit into, you know, a pocket or even, this is very near and dear to you, a cargo pant or yeah. cargo short yep. style pocket. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's called being in college. Yep. If you see some mold on bread, muffins, you know, bagels, uh, do you, will you throw the bag away or will you pick a piece off that doesn't have the mold on it? I just check the piece that doesn't have the mold on it, you know. Okay. It's only a little bit of mold. Okay. Yeah, right. but if it's like, if it's like covered in mold, like multiple pieces, no, but if it's one or two pieces and it's just like on the crust, okay. I'll make it work. All right. You know, um, but if not, I'll just, I'll check it out. Actually, hurt me because yesterday I had to throw a loaf of bread away because somehow I ended up with four loaves of bread, and um, yeah, I had to throw a loaf away. I got a little, a little too moldy for myself. Okay, so, but I do. I am wasteful because I don't. I I call it the end end bread, the end pieces of the bread. I don't eat those pieces though. So, oh, jeez, yeah, Phil. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty wasteful, but I can't do it. If you see uh, bread, bagels, even cheese, something, and there's some mold on it, do you throw the bag away, or do you just eat around the moldy part? Do you throw the moldy thing away? What's your what's your move when you see something's got a little bit of mold on it? Yeah, bread's easy to tear. You just tear the moldy part off, and we're back to having bread again. Okay. Yeah. So you never never throw away a a, a loaf of bread. 
No, although I will give a little lesson here on the subject of bread. I hope I don't jump too far ahead. No, no. But if you are going to a buffet, by the way, uh, and bread is served, do not eat the bread. Bread is the cheapest thing you could possibly eat. So you have to switch and then suddenly decide, listen, they got a buffet over there with shrimp on it. I'm not filling myself up on bread or soda, you idiots. I know better. So bread, if it's the only thing you have, you do everything you can to save it. If it's a choice of many things, do your best to ignore it. Okay. All right. Um, have you ever complained yeah. about your meal at a restaurant in order to get it for free or sabotaged it with a uh, a piece of hair or anything like that? Uh, no, I'm, it's, it, no, I haven't. I've tried to, uh, I try and show respects like that to the waiters or waitresses, um, but I do throw a little bit of a hissy fit if the meal is super, super overpriced and, you know, I get pasta or something. I only get a little bit of pasta because okay. uh, the markup rate on pasta is freaking ridiculous, and it pisses me off. But it is. Um, you, so you I have only a get point. a little bit of pasta. Right. Yeah, you can ask. You can ask German Troll Daddy about it. Like I'm not a happy camper, especially when it's twenty two bucks for like chicken carbonara. You know what I mean? They only mm-hmm. give you four dollars worth. Right. So, um, um, have you ever? Yeah, have but you, I, I've oh. never returned anything. So. Have you ever complained about a meal after eating it so you wouldn't have to pay the check? Either, um, you know, put, a, put some of your own hair in it, uh, put your chick's hair in it, something to complain to get out of a meal that you, uh, that you paid for? No. No, I actually would not. Uh, you are not allowed to cross moral boundaries uh, due to cheapness. So I would not, uh, I would not lie, cheat, or steal um, to be able to do that. I feel like the other things are within bounds. But no, because I'm not going to make the poor waiter staff or some manager or something yell at somebody because of an actual lie. Okay. You cannot tell lies for cheapness. Okay. Have you ever bought something with the intention of using it once and returning it? Uh, have, have you ever, have you ever at Home Depot or clothes or something where you're like, I just need this and I'm going to return it right away? No, no, that's, to me, that's a little bit un-American. <laughs> I can, okay. I don't know, I got, my, my my morals are a little little higher than that. I couldn't do that. All right. I'm sure weeds would, though. We'll, we'll, we'll see, won't we? Um, <laughs> oh. Have you ever bought something with the intention of using it once and returning it? Yeah, I have done it, but I would say that that very much steps on the the previous question. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have done it once or twice, but uh, I probably have had the opportunity many times, and I haven't. Uh, It's not something that I would be proud of doing. Uh, I've done it, but I would would put myself 60% no on that one. Okay. How much do you pay for a haircut, and would you cut your own hair to save money? Absolutely. I haven't paid for a haircut in probably, God, since my... Mom stopped paying for it probably when I was ten or twelve. Okay, so who? Cuts- as you can tell by my, as you can tell by my fro, it, I'm either totally like kind of bald or I have a fro. So there's like no in between. Um, but yeah, I haven't paid for it. So in God knows how long. Who cuts it? You? You have a like a, a razor? You have, uh, or you have a shave? Or either I'll just buzz it and clip it, or uh, yeah, I'll just have you know Alex or okay. Jerem or somebody. You know, like even this winter, like, um, you know, I cut my hair and then Alex would just trim it up, make sure it looked okay. Same for Alex. Like, he buzzes his own hair, too. And sometimes if you get real close to him, you can see how jacked up it is. 
Yeah, you know, but um, for <laughs> but for myself, yeah, I just I just have somebody else, a buddy, do it. Right. You know, I'm not paying, you know, fifteen twenty bucks for a haircut. It's ridiculous. Some people pay thirty. That's almost a tank of fuel. Right. How much it, do you pay for haircuts? And do you do them yourself? Do you cut your own hair to save money? Uh, yeah, there's a couple ways to do it. I have had the haircut uh, myself to save money. Uh, I don't believe I've ever gotten a haircut. Um, that doesn't have a coupon involved, uh, including just today, as a matter of fact. Um, but most importantly, the easiest way to save money on haircuts, as you folks can probably see, is to just not get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can extend it one extra week between every haircut, you'll cut one month's haircut out per year. Mm-hmm. So you can save get 11 haircuts a year instead of 12. So you just got to stretch it to the max every time. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. When you go to a hotel, uh, do you take all the soaps and shampoos and everything? I do. I do, <laughs> I do if the rate's over a hundred bucks. Oh, that's all you qualify it. Okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah, you know, if it's under if it's under a hundred bucks, I figure the hotel's not trying to screw me. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If it's over a hundred bucks for a night, oh, that's just stupid. I'm going to take anything I can out of that place. Anything that's not tied down yeah. is going with you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you gotta agree. Anything over a hundred dollars for a hotel room is ridiculous. They're all Especially over a hundred now. Isn't even full. They're all over a hundred now. It's they stupid. are. I use. That's why that's I use. Why price I don't line. even bother. I go Priceline. That's know? what I do. Um, yeah, I know. But then you get stuck someplace. I'd no, rather. No, they're fine. If it's like a Motel Six, I know they're trying. You know, it's not the greatest hotels, but at least it's cheaper. So I'm not gonna. Okay. When you stay at a hotel room, do you take all the soaps, shampoos, anything else? No. Yes, I've got a stash. I probably need a second bathroom just to hold all of it. <laughs> got to add on to your house just for the free yeah, soap. Just to, so I'm just spend okay. twenty grand to add a room to store um, uh, three dollars worth of soaps and shampoos every single time. You take them, or what are we talking? Eight times out of ten. Yeah, um, to the point where you know sometimes the hotel will have uh, facial soap and then shower soap. Mm-hmm. So pick one to use at the hotel, and they pick the other one to not remove from the box or bag. Okay. All right. Do you use coupons when you shop for groceries? I do. Okay. I do. All right. Uh, Cut them out of the newspaper? It's kind of hard because I end up losing most of my coupons and stuff, but (laughs) yeah, like I walk into Whole Foods and like to have a little coupon section, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll look to see if they have what I need is on sale and stuff like that. But it is to be that you shop with coupons. You have to be pretty savvy. You know, I'm I'm not quite coupon savvy yet. Right, so. right. You're not one of those uh, extreme couponers like on TV. <laughs> no, I wish because that is super impressive. Do you use coupons when you shop for groceries? Yes. Okay. Um, do you take free plastic utensils from fast food fast food restaurants for future use? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes I do. I, it it took me a long time to sack up even my personal life just to buy regular silverware. I, I ate plastic for the longest, multiple years. <laughs> multiple so, years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Just plastic was so much cheaper. But, uh, yeah, not, not really. I mean, I do sometimes, but not much. Like, I'll take a couple and leave them in my truck or something just in case I need them for later on, you know, when I'm traveling. All but right. Not for household appliances. Do you take extra plastic utensils from fast food restaurants or, or team trucks or whatever to use at home? Yes. Uh, when you shower, 
do you turn the water off while you soap yourself up to save water? Um, we <laughs> we talked about this, but I take, I mean, two to three minute showers max anyway. Mm-hmm. I grew up doing like military style showers, so I uh, I keep it pretty quick. So, I mean, by the time you actually shut the water off and scrub down and this and that, I'd already be in and out of the shower. So, I think it equates to being about the same, you know. Um, but yeah, two three minutes max for shower. Okay. Yep. Uh, when you shower, do you shut the water off when you soap up to, in order to save water? Yes, to save water it's, uh, for environmental purposes. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> so you can do the uh, the, the uh, conditioner and the soap. You don't need water for that. Yep, and then you turn the water back on when you're ready. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's. I mean, dude, you take a minute or two of that water comes out fast. Yeah, it's a lot of water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you pick up change on the floor if you drop change or uh, if you see change? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I have a change. A little cup. Boss, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, you know, I'll go when it gets filled up. You know, I'll go exchange it or whatever. You know, coin. Yeah, but that's changed from Walmart things. You, but that's changed from things you buy, or is it you bought? You pick up strange change. Uh not so much strange change because I'm kind of a germaphobe. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Right. I can't really. Yeah, I'm not going to pick up a nickel that people been walking on, okay. eating stuff. But if it's my own change and stuff, yeah, for sure. Uh, do you pick up change on the floor or, you know, if you drop change, do you pick it up immediately? What, do you pick up all sort of denominations, even pennies, anything else? Yeah, I don't think I would ever pass up uh, any amount. Yeah, if it was one cent, I don't think I'd pass it up. Although, let's be honest, that's overrated. These days, no one has changed. It's probably been years since I've seen it. But if it was happening right now, I'd do it. Okay. What was the last purchase you regretted and how much was it? Oh, dude, my um, my MacBook Pro. Okay. Um, wow, you bought a MacBook Pro. That's big time. I know, and I only bought it because Alex pressured me into it. And as I swiped the credit card, I looked over at him and I said, "I felt like I was going to puke." <laughs> uh, I was, I was so. There was twelve hundred, twelve hundred, right? Thirteen. Yeah, it was like a, actually, I got like a little bit of a discount on it. It was kind of on sale. I think I got it for just over. A grand, and I mean, it wrecked me for a solid two weeks. You know, and do you not because use I it? really what? didn't need it. Okay. I just wanted it to be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like today was actually the first time I really used it. I was to use my a go hook up a GoPro to it. Okay, I could have done that with any basic computer. So yeah, that that really hurt. Um, but that was the last thing that I actually bought. That was kind of. You know, like a material thing that right. I just really did not need. What was the last purchase you had to make for any amount that you regretted, and how much was it? Like, what was something that you purchased where you just it was killing you, it was driving you nuts, and, and how much was it? Um, oh, this is the, this is maybe the all time worst story in my life. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, my wife's car was like six years old. It's gone back a few years ago. And uh, the shocks were bad. You know, I had like 80,000 miles on it. And you're mm-hmm. supposed to change shocks every 50,000 or so. I know a lot of people never change them, but I'm a gearhead. You know, and then eventually there was a good enough sale on uh, Amazon, uh, and there were rebates. So oh, I was okay. going to have to spend, I think, $12 for two shocks. <laughs> okay. So I was like, time to go for it. And then I'm like, plus their shocks are easy to put on and off. I can do it for free. 
So I was trying, I was working it, I couldn't get the rusty damn bolts off. I was doing everything I could. Uh, so eventually I invited my friend Tim up and I said, hey dude, uh, we haven't hung out in a while, why don't you come by the house, we'll have some beers. And then once he got into my lair, then I convinced him they were actually there to <laughs> get these shocks off the car. That's the real reason uh-huh. I was inviting my buddy Tim over. So the two of us are wrenching on this thing and it's so rusty that we're practically pulling the car off of the jacks. So we're almost lifting the car into the air and the shock bolts will not come off. But these are $12 shocks. I'm sure as hell not paying somebody to put them on there with an air gun. And I'm sure as hell not using them. I mean, I paid $12. They're not going to sit there in the box forever. So as we're working other things, we're like, let's take the brakes off and maybe we can get more room. So we take the brakes off. We find out the bearings on the car are kind of shot down too. Okay. So now I'm really worried. So my friend Tim's like, I think you're going to end up sinking a lot more money in this car than you expected. It's just one thing after another. The brakes are bad. The bearings are bad. These shocks, everything's rusted. Everything's bad. So unfortunately... My wife kind of caught wind of this. She wasn't pumped on the old car in the first place. Mm-hmm. So this was the chance with my friend Tim back backstabbing me and saying it was probably time to get a new car, which I was desperately trying to avoid. Well, they leveraged me, and then we eventually did that. So not only did I end up with a new car, but you know what else is sitting in my goddamn garage right now? Those shock absorbers. Those effing shocks are still in the garage. Because <laughs> I don't have a freaking car that can fit them anymore fit because them I anymore. sold it. Oh, dude. So, those $12 shocks. Yes, biggest regret of my life. What now hold- he's back in January. <laughs> what holds more value to you? Like, something costs not that much money or something's like good quality? Do you Do you spend extra for better quality? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You will do I, that? Okay. Do, yep. Yeah, it depends if it's something that I really need, though, you know? Um, but, yeah, especially, like, when it comes to food and stuff, I'm, like, I will, like, that's my biggest thing I spend money on is food uh, because I'd rather go to Whole Foods and buy the high-dollar meats and this and that because mm-hmm. I think it tastes better. Or if I go to a restaurant, I'll get the $30 steak instead of uh, a burger or whatever. Okay. Um, oh, so you will. That's, yeah. that's my, that, yeah, that's my weak point. You know? All right. So um, it kind of hurts, but at the same time, it's, it's worth it in the end. You know, cheapest. You only live once with that stuff. What holds more value to you? Like cost or quality? Like if you, if you want to buy a weed whacker, let's say, uh, do you. Cost. Okay. Okay. So no, like, doesn't matter. Like, even if you know something's a little better, you're going with the cheaper one. Yeah, unless you can find some way to justify, as in, like, okay, if you bought a camera that could shoot photos and do video well, which would be cheaper than buying two separate things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. pretty much my entire life is trying to figure out the efficiency. Like, if I paid seven dollars more for this, would allow me to do something that two uh, ten, uh, two five dollar items would cost to do it. Okay. But um, if you exclude those. I mean, it's just apples to apples. Yeah, weed whacker, cheap as you can get. Okay, yeah. all right. Cheapest gift you've bought your your girlfriend? <laughs> My cheapest gift is not getting her anything. Period. <laughs> <laughs> what's the? What, but for, for her birthday or for for her anniversary or something? What's Christmas? Is there was there an amount uh, that you even you thought was a little too low? So, uh, no, I don't get her Christmas gifts. Or 
Valentine's or anything, just her birthday. That's it. Okay. All right. That's it. All right. And that's one, one, one time a year. What I, and I, and I can't even How tell much? you remember what it was that I got. Okay. Got for her. All right. Um, I want to actually, I want to say it was a flight to come see me. <laughs> it really wasn't even for, for her. Cheapest gift you bought your uh, significant other. What's the uh, what's the cheapest thing you've gotten her? What, what's what, what have you given her as a gift? And I mean, did you pay anything for something? Did you get something for free and you regifted it? Uh, what's that? Yeah, uh, I've actually uh, done a jewelry purchase that uh, I still haven't actually paid for. So oh, okay, that's a move right there. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, and then there's been plenty of just non. I mean, I don't know what that even counts as. Just no gift whatsoever has definitely happened. Um, but right now I'm working on an IOU situation that I completely forgot about. Uh-huh. So I'm working on it. Uh, gifts for Christmas, birthday, uh, anniversary, Valentine's Day, all that or no? Um, no. no, no, definitely not. Um, you know what I've actually found? Um, here's an awesome way because uh, you know you can go out, you can just spend a ton on stupid items that are just symbolic, right? Like right. Just a, yeah necklace or flowers or whatever that's not really doing anything for anybody so my tip out there is if you can find something of interior decorating that seems to match the general style that they have Mm -hmm. like a perfect example is i bought this pot thing over that you can put plants in that's by our door and i can just tell my these colors this design this is what she likes now it's a freaking pot costs practically nothing Mm mm-hmm but it was thought yeah, yeah, yeah. That I recognized yeah. the style saved me hundreds, and it was actually a huge hit. And I, I think it was like eight bucks or something. Thanks everybody for listening to the Motorcycle Superstore dot com Racer X podcast. Thanks for listening, man. These things are going great, and I'm stoked with the responses from everybody. And uh, you guys have been doing a great job with the downloads. Don't forget the Fly Racing Moto Sixty show on Thursdays, the Pulp MX show on Mondays, the NFAB Racer X Fantasy show. Sometime in the middle of the week. And the Motorcycle Superstore, they're a passionate team who speak moto. From talking about going riding, bench racing from the latest company ride to the latest parts and gear, this is what drives them to be a place for you to check out all things motorcycles with the top brands in gear, accessories, tires, parts, and apparel. You want to save there. they got everything you need to get out and ride. Go to the website to check out their inventory of brands, uh, over 700 of them. Do you speak moto? If you do, go to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-PULP16 to uh, 10% off participating brands. PB-PULP16 saves you money. All right, let's get to these commercials from Racetech and Michelin and MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Thanks for listening. See you after the break. Racetech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Racetech. Uh, trust me on this. There's a, more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, 
or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to PulpMX2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right, back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is it a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Well, maybe not a moose. You found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire was wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction handling. They do it all. Starcross Five, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out. The local dealer people. These guys no tires and they know what they're doing what is the most money you've ever lost gambling um forty dollars in a poker match oh that and that was just myself and normally i win the poker matches so i'm good i don't i don't gamble i will not give my money to a casino fuse okay uh, i'd rather i'd rather light a hundred on fire myself <laughs> All right. What is the most money you've lost gambling at one time? Uh, I think you were there. It's probably but we did, maybe eleven dollars at blackjack one time. Yeah. And uh, that, that, will be the last. Okay, so that was the last time I was there with you. Yep. Well, I remember. You were there the first and last, I think. Oh, jeez. I, I played blackjack. Okay. Yeah. What is the most expensive pair of jeans you've ever bought? Uh, I mean, what's, what's a basic pair of Levi's? Forty bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's it. I try not to pay for jeans, though. Try and get them kind of through the sponsors. Same as shorts and stuff like that. Right. You you do eventually need to buy some sort of stuff that's non-moto because you do tend to sometimes go out to non-moto places. (laughs) Yes, I'm aware. Yeah, you can't look like that bro all the time. But, um, yeah, just normal pair of Levi's, 40 bucks. Okay. I'm not into those... uh, 
true religion. You know, true religion, yeah. JT yeah. wears those stuff. Yep, JT yeah. wears I'm not them. spending $200 on jeans. That's stupid. Uh, the most expensive pair of jeans you've ever bought? Um, I don't know. I probably got into the 20s at uh, Marshall's or uh, TJ Maxx or any of those uh, discount chains. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Probably into the $20 range, yeah, yeah going yeah. big on those. How much do you, on average, how much do you tip a waiter, waitress, waiter? Yeah, that sucks. I think it's too much, but, uh, I mean, 15%. Only, again, this is basing off of Alex, because Alex's fiance was a waiter. Mm-hmm. He used to only do 10%, and she used to throw a fit. <laughs> so, okay. actually, I, I, I've been forced now to 15%, but that's it. Fifteen percent, and that's as high as I go. Okay, no matter how good the service is, fifteen. And no matter, how, yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, if, if your if your meal's thirty bucks and you do fifteen percent, that turns out to be a lot a lot of money still. Hey, around Christmas, Pookie and I leave like a hundred dollar tip if, for a, like a waiter or waitress if we think it's you know. Well, apparently the Pope Mech show pays a lot better than being a professional <laughs> motocrosser. <laughs> um, no. On the average, what percentage do you tip a good waiter? What's your tipping uh, etiquette? This actually goes back to the complaining about the meal purposely to get it free. Uh-huh. Uh, again, I cannot cross moral boundaries on cheapness. It's not their fault that I have this issue. So, <laughs> now I'm totally, totally normal on that. You know, I'll do 18 to 20, not even 15. I'll do 18 to 20. Okay. Um, right. Okay. It's not their fault that I'm cheap. All right. Do you ever tip a doorman or a taxi driver? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Just just a buck. Right. That's it. Okay. You know, I, is that is that proper etiquette though? I, I do. I tip. I don't know about a doorman. I don't use the doorman ever, but I I, I do tip. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't use the doorman either. But taxi wise, you do. I think that's kind of proper etiquette. I think you kind of have to. Yep. But I don't know. Um. It kind of it's kind of hard. You can't. You gotta you gotta weigh it out. It's either you know dickhead and proper etiquette you know you kind of got to meet in the middle a little bit so Mm -hmm. i mean leach probably doesn't have any standards so right well we'll see won't we (laughs) do you tip uh, a doorman do you tip a taxi driver where do you draw the line uh who totally gets screwed for sure every weekend is the um uh housekeeping service at the hotels um, I don't recall ever leaving money in the room, which you're supposed to do a couple bucks a day. You are? I ne- um, I've never done that in my life. Yeah, I think it's an epidemic uh, in our industry because I've never heard anyone mention it. But it is, you're supposed to leave like two bucks a day. But think about how much money that would be times the amount of hotel nights we've spent. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Keep your head down. Keep your head in the sand. Don't pay any attention to okay. that. Okay. But taxi drivers? Um, t- taxi drivers get tipped? Yeah, they do. It's the same thing, dude. I can't. All I can't. Right, right. Okay. I can't bring my moral, uh, I can't cross over there. Um, <laughs> last thing you found and removed from the garbage to salvage. Have you ever picked anything out of a garbage, uh, either your own or someone else's, to, to salvage? Um, man, not really. Uh-uh. I'm kind of, uh, like I said, kind of a germaphobe with that stuff a mm-hmm. little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not not really. I did have to... I did have to uh, I did have to dumpster dive back in the eleven ten days because I threw some old parts out that I eventually ended up needing. Um, 
down a club and the dumpster was not a healthy environment. Not and good. I had to go deep in that. Yeah, I had to go deep in there to find it too, which I really regret. But yeah, that was about it. But what was the what was the last? I don't th- go dumpster diving for shits and giggles, though. Yeah. Have you have you ever found or removed something from the garbage to salvage either your own garbage, someone else's garbage? Um, would you do that? Uh, what was the last thing you did it if you do it a bunch of times? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, for example, there's a there's a dump place here by the house, you know, it's where you dump refrigerator goods or mattresses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's practically, I mean, it's practically like going shopping when you go to a place like that. <laughs> um, you know, there's always something you can make out of something out of there. Um, but I have, I, I will say on a smaller scale, uh, there's been times where maybe some old food here at the house was, was thrown away and, uh, I have investigated the trash can and, uh, done a few rescue missions when it wasn't old <laughs> enough to my standards. To your standards. All right. What's the last thing you sold? Yeah. What's the last thing you sold on Craigslist or newspaper um, or buddy or something? No, I, I didn't sell a whole lot of stuff. Um, I really don't have much, but I normally give stuff away because uh, I'm a giver. But uh, <laughs> the last thing I actually gave away was uh, my hoverboard to Josh Osby, but it was broken, and he thought it worked. Um, so I basically gave it to him because I didn't want to go someplace to throw it out at that time. And then he texted me too late, two days later, saying, <laughs> so. "What dickhead gives somebody a piece of shit broken hoverboard?" <laughs> you know, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, so, what is it? Last thing you sold, and uh, if you did sell something, did you move off the price, or how'd that go? Um, Last thing. Oh you yeah, sold. yeah, I know what you mean, like a Craigslist type thing, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the best moves I've actually made is uh, when you have kids. A lot of people give you, you know, their gifts or hand me downs or things like that. So you essentially get them for free. Yep. And then you sell them. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think almost every child item, including the toys, are pretty much from Craigslist or a uh, consignment shop. And here's the thing. Once it's used, it's used. It doesn't really get used more. Mm-hmm. So you basically try to resell it for exactly what you purchased it for. All right, so well, I've either profited, like by selling things I didn't pay for in the first place, or completely broke even after using it for a year or two. What is your favorite thrift or discount store? Goodwill. Can't go wrong with Goodwill. So you'll you know? you'll go there I even should... though you're germaphobe a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. I actually get a few things from Goodwill every once in a while. You know, I actually went there, uh, was it three weeks ago? Just to see if they had a, you know, a decent-looking couch in there by chance, but they didn't at the one next to the shop, so it's kind of bummed. Uh, what is your favorite thrift or discount store? Um, I've gone to the point of uh, there is a Goodwill store right here by the house. I've, I've done some shopping there, no doubt. Um, doesn't always work out, but I've definitely done it. Um, favorite? Um, yeah, it's these consignment shops, man. Okay. It's awesome. All right, yeah. So, but yeah, what about consignment shops? But uh. Yep. uh TJ Maxx and, and and all that kind of stuff. That's right up your. Li- also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ Maxx and Marshalls. I will go yep. check. I bought a lot of shoes there. If I want to go big time and get like new stuff, like new clothes. Yeah. Like again, that's where the jeans come from. Right. And 
um, yeah, most of the, if I have like an occasion, let's say I'm going to Vegas and I got to get nice clothes or, you know, out of workout clothes and I need to like buy new, like if uh-huh. I have a specific need, you just go to Marshall's and TJ Maxx and cross your fingers and hope beyond hope that they just happen to have something that could maybe ramshackle its way into filling the need. What is the most extreme thing you'll do to save gas? What have you done? What will you do? Have you done anything, you know, um, to save money on gas? No, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I just try and drive other people's vehicles as much as possible. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I, it's pretty much what it comes down to. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's kind of a hard one. I don't really know how to, you know. I mean, obviously, if I go state to state, I'll try and fill up in the cheapest state there is. I'll look on the, on my uh, um, gas station uh, app to see what's cheapest. Stop, you know, stop it. No, you it. won't. Will you really? No, you, seriously. You'll look at your yeah, app to like, see wh- which state has cheaper gas prices. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, especially, like, when I go down the club or when I was down in club, I'd always fill up in South Carolina before coming up to North Carolina because it was, like, 15 cents a gallon more. All right. Um, yeah, I do. I did that in New York State as well. Pennsylvania was way cheaper than New York State. Always filled up in PA on the way back from races before I crossed into New York. Okay, so what's the what's the the worst thing? The best thing you do to save gas? Is there things that you do to save gas? Um, routes to work, or, or or you know, putting the car in neutral, or, or anything like that to try to save gas? Yeah. Um... I always have uh, a manual transmission. I've never, never uh, purchased vehicles for myself that aren't sticks. I've had to, unfortunately, break that for the wife. But my vehicles are always manuals. I always have been since the day I got a driver's license. Okay. Now, it allows you to do a lot of things. Um, pushing. So I, I know people are going to say, oh, sticks, they get better mileage. These days, it's really a push. They're about the same. But the push I'm talking about is that, like my driveway, for example, is really not a huge incline. It's maybe a 1% grade. Okay. But if I'm in the... I'm in the uh, garage. All I got to do is just stick your left leg out, just give it a little boost. Jeep will roll all the way down to the end of the driveway by itself. The only tough part is backing out of the driveway with the manual steering when the engine's not actually on. But I've done it enough times where at this point I could do it my eyes closed. So that's that's number one. Uh, any parking lot situation, like when I'm pulling into a parking lot, mm-hmm. with a stick you can really just turn it off, press the clutch in, and roll that last three or four feet once you got it aimed into the parking lot. Um, and then when I drop my daughter off at school, it drives people insane because I always turn the engine off in between each, like the line, they take five cars, they right. stop, they take five cars, they stop. So I'm turning it off every time and holding up the line behind me. But that's five or ten, you know, per day as I take the trip up and back uh, of times turning the engine off. It goes a long way. And I also don't think, because um, you have to stick in complete control, I don't think I've gone above 3,000 RPM in about four years. Because <laughs> that's where fuel is burnt. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. It's the revs, man. That gets you. <laughs> Have you ever not put gas in back in the rental car if the needle didn't move from full? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, even For I sure. do that. Even I do well, that. Yeah. 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 Who wouldn't do that? <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Have you ever gone? Then, if they, then, if, then you get really shafted if they say you didn't fill it up, you know? Then it's like nine bucks a gallon. I know. I know. It must kill you if that happens. Mm-hmm. Have you ever not put gas back in a rental car if the needle didn't move from full? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do this, too, actually. So, I, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's standard. Yep. Um, Time and money. Have you ever uh, gone to another friend's hotel for the breakfast if yours wasn't complimentary? Uh, I've done that with Alex a few times. Yeah, sure have. Yep. You'll, you know, you'll go. I, yeah, but I really don't like the complimentary. Like, like I said, when it comes to food, I'm not very stingy. So I'd rather, you know, complimentary breakfasts suck in most places. So mm-hmm. I'd rather go pay, you know, 12 bucks for a decent meal somewhere. Have you ever gone to a hotel that has complimentary breakfast if yours doesn't have it? Yes, and I've recently learned about some of the places that have the manager's reception in the evening, which is potentially even more valuable because they even have free alcohol. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, NBC Suites, man. you got to find them. <laughs> have you ever stolen hotel towels? Uh, yeah, a few times. I don't. I've never been charged for them, but I have stolen a few. I'll, I'll bring them to the race on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. But I think everyone's done that. I've thought about stealing a few pillows and stuff as well, but some of them are super comfortable. Because <laughs> I just have cheap Walmart pillows that I sleep on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I figured I would get nailed with that one. Have you ever uh, stolen hotel towels? Uh, yeah, once or twice. It's actually more of an issue of fitting them in your bag. That's what really slows me up. That's why the shampoo thing is so brilliant. But mm-hmm. um, I, I haven't specialized in it, no. I have a feeling they're watching, and that might end up on your incidentals tab, and you know that's going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah, big time. What's something that you've saved money on that even you have thought was a little much? Where What's, um... what's your most extreme sort of money savings thing where you were like, I think I'm taking this too far. Uh, I think just everyday necessities, no TV, no Wi-Fi. You know, I wouldn't buy a washer and dryer when I was down at club. Mm-hmm. I'd just go to the laundromat, you know, even though it was such a pain in the balls to go to a laundromat. <laughs> I just didn't feel like spending, you know, 800 bucks on a washer and dryer. I'd rather spend 10 bucks a week. So you have no, you have no Wi-Fi. And you have no TV? No. I, I, I didn't have Wi-Fi or TV for uh, three years, four years. Um, I do now have Wi-Fi and TV because Stoyan. Your roommate. Stoyan Rashkov, <laughs> yeah, Bulgaria, because he bought it. Okay. Um, but I finally have sacked up this year since I have him as a roommate. I had to rent a washer and dryer, so that cost me like 30 bucks a month. But you rented it, okay. Yeah, but he takes care of the uh, uh, Wi-Fi and cable. So I really don't even have to pay for that, which I'm kind of stoked about. So nothing you do that you're really, like, ashamed of? Like, you're happy um, with everything? Like, you're, you're, you're happy with everything that you've, you save money on? Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't yeah, you be happy uh, if you yeah, save yeah. money on Well, stuff? I don't know. Maybe, so, maybe you do something where you're just like, that's really bad, but it saves me money. Mm, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty content with my life choices as far as spending money, you know. Okay. Um, I've, I've had to live cheap for a long time. Cheaper. Uh, all right, that's it. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Those are the questions. Did I sound bad or what? No. It, I mean, it's kind of normal. I think weed is going to be way worse. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're going to have to see. Uh, he, yeah. he. We'll have to see. 
What's something that you do to save money that maybe you're a little embarrassed about? That's a little too far for you. A little something that your wife gets on you about or, or you know, something like that. Um, I think it's the idea of, like, ever paying someone for a service ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've learned as I've gotten older, there's definitely a time-money equation. And if your time is better spent earning money some other way, it's probably stupid to not pay someone while you do what you specialize in. But, uh, nah, I mean, the idea of paying someone to, to work on anything, to fix anything, um, i just rather hope that they just heal themselves, clean themselves, fix themselves, <laughs> mow themselves, pick themselves. Um, okay. I think that's the one that probably gets on the most. So me paying for a maid... A, and a oh. dog poop picker upper. You just a, a dog poop picker picker upper. Are you serious? And, and landscaping because I feel like I'm working to make myself money too, so I don't have to do that. But you just no way. And I understand the concept, but then I thought, but what if I did the work and, and also did pay? <laughs> also did pay. Right. Did both. Did both. Yes. Right. Um, so I've done a lot of very rudimentary landscaping, horribly done. Um, for that reason, yep. All right, that's it, man. That's all we got. So, um, that's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. We will um, put it up against Phil's answers, and uh, and we'll see uh, who exactly wins this. And uh, okay, so this is not a, a number thing. This is going to be like a uh, this is a quantity, a quanti- a qualitative. People are going to listen and just determine. And just that. determine, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, you know, just kind of make. You know it, I'm, yeah, I'm a little worried about one part. Yep. Because I'm now on television and, and make some of my money from that, I'm not in a position to take free haircuts anymore. I really feel vulnerable in that category. Yeah. Yeah, really, right? I have to yeah. actually try. It, it's, but you, do, but man, you use a coupon. One. You got a coupon, you said. So that's. I do. Yeah. I do. You yeah. can get them, you know, nine ninety nine and stuff. And there's even a flash sale every once in a while for five ninety nine. But I have a sneaking suspicion that down in that cabinet, Club MX, for years, he probably just had Amar. <laughs> I am not at liberty to tell you his answer, oh. but uh, you might be onto something. You might be onto something. Really worried about Amar and some shears inside that inside that thing. I, I think you should be. I think oh, you should crap. be. But a few other things that I think that uh, he might he might have got you on. So, or you might have got him Uh-oh. on. I should say. Um, so all right, there we go. Uh, thanks, right. thanks, Wygant, and um, we'll uh, we'll review these answers, and we will have a poll, and we will figure out who truly is the uh, is the cheapest person, Filthy Phil Nicoletti or you. Thanks, buddy. Couldn't be prouder. Going for the W. <laughs> all right, see ya. See ya. All right, that's the Weege and Filthy Phil Cheap Off Pod. Thanks to MotorcycleSuperstore.com. Use the code PB-Pulp16 to save when you're checking out. Thanks to Racer X Online. Thank you to Fox Racing also. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that. I don't know if really there's any winners for listening to that, these two guys. Um, we'll do a Twitter poll or something in the coming days uh, or something on pulpamex.com where you can vote on who you think is uh, cheaper. But um, I think we all lost today listening to this pod and listening to those two. But anyways, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys around. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing. 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled piss and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey,